Hey everyone, this is Serby. And this is Michaela. And we welcome y'all back to yet another episode of the Breakfast Bar Podcast. So today we really wanted to talk about the pursuit of happiness because that has been such a prevalent topic in our lives, especially leaving home and going to college. So we felt like it would just be a beautiful topic to talk about and share with you guys. Not to be confused with the movie starring Will Smith (laughs) and his son. Jaden's sorry I can't believe I just forgot his name but Jaden and Tandy Newton I think I think that's her name yes so what are we waiting for let's get into it dig in oh and we can dig in we can dig in and get into it yeah life updates i don't know there's nothing really significant that's happened um for me life updates it's really been a test of self-control for me with my situation living situation and like a test of like learning to live with people that's been like such a lesson that i've been learning lately is just learning how to problem solve and work with other people and stay in control of my emotions Mm -hmm. um so like that has been really like that has been a lesson that i've been learning lately which i'm really grateful for it's not fun but it's good to be like aware and thankful for the ugly things and um Oh, do you have any midterms coming? Because I know that midterms start, like, soon, but, like, I don't have any. I have my second exam um, next week. Oh. For some classes. Yeah, I have a few exams, but I don't really have, like, no, none of my teachers specifically was, like, you have midterms. Okay, so now we're actually going to jump into our topic, which is the pursuit of happiness. So we can start off by saying our definitions of the pursuit of happiness. And since Michaela picked this topic, Michaela, do you want to start us off? How I would define my own pursuit of happiness is like long-term pursuit of happiness, like long-term happiness. For me, it's like lately I've really learned to balance like short-term happiness with my long-term happiness, which can be hard because we do need short-term happiness. But for my own mental health, I'm defining my like pursuit of happiness to be more long-term and focus on the greater scheme of things, which um, is more beneficial to me. Um, the pursuit of happiness, I guess I could define it as chasing purpose for me at least, because without purpose, I'm not going to be very happy in what I'm doing. So when you said long-term happiness, that's also kind of what I'm looking for because I know that like temporary things, like materialistic things can make you happy at like the very given moment, like money and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like if if you're not like happy mentally or like you're not satisfied mentally, then you're still going to have problems. You're not going to be you know like you're not gonna be you're not gonna come off as a very jolly person and you're just not genuinely gonna enjoy life and I feel like enjoying life is the pursuit of happiness yeah and like for me I totally agree with that is like the pursuit of happiness is living a good life because if you're not living a good life where you stand morally and where you view a good life yeah um there's not really a purpose to enjoy that life you're living if that makes sense like purpose is the 
the thing that we all need to find. I think that's also with, like, life is, like, everyone seeks out purpose. Mm -hmm. And, like, the whole point of life is, like, finding purpose and questioning your purpose. And for you to live a joyful life is to find that purpose. Because if you're living a life with no direction, you're wandering and you're lost and you're just seeking out short-term happiness because you don't know the end result and there's no purpose for you. So you're saying the pursuit of happiness is basically, like, pursuing life? Pursuing purpose and, like, a, a Oh, life. your life yeah. purpose? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I got a little, like, I zoned out and zoned back in. I'm so sorry. I think that's, yeah. like, <laughs> that, for me, at least, that's, like, the ultimate pursuit. Mm-hmm. There are different levels, like you were showing me. If you want to go into that, you, there are different levels of, like, um, per, is it different levels of... The hierarchy of needs. The hierarchy of needs. Okay, so now we're going to move on to the more psychological aspect. So basically, I took psychology sophomore year of high school, and I just remembered, like, when we were talking, when we were discussing, like, what we want to talk about for pursuit of happiness, like, I remembered Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So basically, there was this psychologist dude named Abraham Maslow, and he came up with a hierarchy of needs talking about, like, self-actualization. And so... um it's basically like a pyramid so if you know like if you're familiar with like food pyramids um that's like kind of the same format that this follows so at the lowest bar is physiological needs so there's five of these and the one at the lowest is basic like physiological needs so air water food shelter sleep clothing all that and then safety needs is the second one so the second highest one or no the second lowest one is safety needs so that's like right above physiological needs and that is personal security employment resources health and property and then above that like kind of in the middle we have love and belonging and so that is friendship family and sense of connection and then after that is esteem so like self-esteem um self-respect status recognition strength freedom and then the last the one at the very tippy top is self-actualization and that is the desire to become the most that one can be and so like if you're like kind of confused by my explanation you can just search up hierarchy of needs and then go into images and that's like the first thing you'll see like literally the first thing is what I'm kind of like going off of right now um so Michaela was actually like when I was telling her about this like she actually had an interesting question she was like where do you think you are and I said I kind of said that I'm at um physiological needs which is like the lowest one because I do have currently with me I have air to breathe I have water to drink I have food I have shelter I'm able to sleep and I have clothing um but I'm not quite at the safety needs yet because Um, One of them is employment and I don't have a job. So I feel like I can't really say I have the safety needs Well, I guess employment I am a student, but also like I don't really have is that a need that you have is employment It's like you okay So it's like basically like if you're on the bottom then you're like kind of like one out of five happy and if you're like If you have safety needs you're like two out of five happy like kind of like that I could argue that like we are a mixture of all of them and it doesn't determine happiness, but it determines, like, your like your perspective in the happiness. Yeah. So, like, there was a study done that I, I read about, and it was, like, does money contribute to happiness? 
which is everyone says money can't buy happiness, but they did a study and it was a social survey. So obviously it may not be 100% accurate, but they surveyed people, got their annual income, and they asked them to rate their level of happiness. And it was interesting because people whose income was really low, their average level of happiness was lower. And then when it got to around 70,000 annual income, Mm -hmm. it started to level out at this one point of happiness and so like if you were making more money it was actually the same almost the same average of happiness as someone who's making 70k a year and so I believe that like you you it really doesn't matter like your level of happiness to like physical things yeah that's true like I don't I don't know like I don't really necessarily believe in the hierarchy of needs Mm -hmm. But also, like, it does kind of hold some truth to it, I guess, like, because you can kind of see in, like, religion, like, it's, like, if you have these basic needs, you just have to, like, keep leveling up, and then, like, once you, like, renounce these needs, like, I think it's a little more different in religions, because it's more like you're renouncing a life of luxury to mm-hmm. devote yourself to God or to the religion and then mm-hmm. when you die you go to heaven I or think- you are reborn or something no you go to heaven I think a lot of religion like applies to all different walks of life like mm-hmm. third world countries first world countries you could be really rich or really poor and still be a part of the same identity and religion so I really believe like when it comes to like spiritual happiness the physicality of it doesn't matter or like your physical yeah so you're talking about like in inner inner i think like long-term happiness comes um, with inner comes with inner peace yeah and like obviously through the statistic if you have less money it's gonna be more stress on you Mm -hmm. and probably harder to be happier but Mm. i believe like you're pursuit of happiness isn't solely based on if you have a job or if you have because there are people who are so joyful like okay one of my friends who has been so inspirational to me she has a stress disorder and she I think it's like one of the worst it's it would be a nightmare for me to live what she has to live but she's one of the most joyful people I know and mm-hmm. her walk in life is so joyful and happy and I think like for her to have to struggle with like her like mental health on top of her stress disorder where her brain won't listen to her mm-hmm. when she's stressed um and she has like seizures and can't go to school but she's still one of the most joyful people I know and so I think yet yeah, like your safety needs yeah i think like that helps contribute to happiness but i don't think it's a determinant factor and like i was asking like um where do you think you fall under like where you think your your brain has focused more on lately and it doesn't like mean like oh like what i want to achieve because you could be like you could have no safety needs met but then you could also be meditating every day and find total like inner peace with yourself. Mm-hmm. So I don't think like the hierarchy um, impacts happiness. I think. Yeah, that's that's an interesting take. But what I just noticed um, was kind of like going um, off of what you were saying. Like I just noticed that um, the bottom of the pyramid 
is physiological needs and that's all like very physical stuff mm -hmm. and then as it goes up and up and up it's more about like internal stuff mm -hmm. so it starts off with like food shelter clothes and then at the very top there is a desire to be the most one can be so that's like not um so physiological needs is a um con what do you call it compound or the opposite of abstract re realism Sorry, I'm taking art history. <laughs> like, no. realism would be the Like opposite. an abstract idea. Abstract versus, idea versus a... I think concise it's a com compound? A concise idea? Compound? I don't know. I don't know, but basically... Opposite um, of abstract idea. Basically, self-actualization is an abstract idea. It's not like a physical thing. Mm -hmm. So, that's what... It's, it's harder to picture. Mm -hmm. So, it's kind of similar to yours... Yeah, so, like, I think, so, personally answering the question that, like, we talked about, like, ten minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, I fall, lately, I've focused a lot on my relational needs, especially coming into a new community. Like, I'm looking for people that I want to be around, like, my, like, finding people to love. Mm -hmm. And I've also, like, leaned more into um, self-actualization. Lately, I've been like just today I started to shift my mind more onto that because I've been missing like reading um my books and like discovering things about myself and like seeking out my own hmm. that's interesting happiness which is something I've shifted more into because I've been missing it I love to do that like if any of you guys know me something that I do a lot is like I'll wake up early in the morning and have time to myself and collect myself and a lot of times I'll read my I'll read religious texts like my bible or I'll just read like books that benefit my own mind and spirit or I don't even read and I just meditate sometimes and I like that was one of the biggest foundations of like bringing my mental health back up from yeah. like before mm -hmm. so I think like that is like the biggest contributor for my happiness and like all, like adjusting that and it's also like finding out what you need for yourself to be happy yeah because like like Michaela said earlier or I think I don't know one of us said it earlier but basically like just because our needs are like ours are more like long term doesn't mean everybody's pursuit yeah. of happiness is the same some people yeah. just need it's temporary happiness because some people are like holding on by a thread and anything that can <laughs> immediately happen to them that will make them want to stay and experience all the world that has to offer that can be their pursuit of happiness I think that like is a good segue into what I wanted to share is like not every it's like finding for yourself where mm -hmm. you fall under and like if you desire short-term happiness more than another person would desire long-term happiness because all it falls under is like your personality like if you've ever taken a personality test some people desire short-term things more than other people mm -hmm. like for us we both are very similar in the sense that we like desire more long-term results and I mean I could totally argue that like happiness is going to be more enriched if you're fo targeting long-term happiness but I don't know everyone's brain that's just for myself is if I'm solely focusing on short-term happiness I'm, I am more easy easily going to get depressed because mm -hmm. I go on vacations all the time and the week after I am very depressed after because that short-term happiness ends for me mm -hmm. and then so I true. suffer from like 
poor mental health afterwards yeah the same thing happens to me or like during um when I was actually like in quarantine mm-hmm. um so I would like whenever I would like go out to like meet anybody like I would be like kind of stressed to go out or no at first I would be like super excited to go and see people after so long and then I'd see them and I'd realize oh my gosh I lost like all of my social skills but somehow I'd like make it work it was kind of it would always be kind of awkward in the beginning and then when it's time to leave I'll be like oh I'm so sad I have to leave and then I'd like go back to my room and I'll be like and I'd be like dang like I wish I could just stay around people forever like now I'm just back to my own life so I think like change also really helps um make you be happy because if you're just doing the same thing again and again and again and again and again then you're gonna kind of get tired of the mon- the mono bon- sorry the, the monotonosity of life yeah. so um going out and seeking experiences or like stepping out of your comfort zone like that might help you be happy like even though it's like more like temporary it will like make you happy for that amount of time my thing is so for me I my type of personality is very everywhere Mm -hmm. in the sense that I have a lot of different things going on I have a lot of different things in my life but like short amounts of it and so for me to pursue happiness it's the complete opposite and it's like me trying to focus on a simple life and the richness of the small things and focusing mm-hmm. on the, the the thankfulness. I'm reading a book right now. It's a religious book, but it's called uh, A Thousand Gifts, and it's talking about your Christio, and which is like thankfulness mm-hmm. and gratefulness, and it's like appreciating the smallest details and like appreciating how like silk feels on your hand or appreciating... Um, the beauty of bubbles and just the small things Mm -hmm. and so for me to find internal peace and happiness it's less of going out and like hanging out with friends and for me it's more of like stepping outside and looking at the beauty of things and being able to appreciate things even through like the ugly and like understanding perspective of like ugliness because for me it's like for me to have long-term happiness, I have to be able to go through really hard things and still f- find things to be thankful for. Like, that, I think, for me, is the root of, like, long-term happiness, and that's how I can find, like, happiness, which is really hard, and it's, like, a ch- constantly training your brain to be seeking out a perspective, but also remembering to not be toxic and, like, toxic yeah. positivity in, like, hard moments. But it's, like, understanding the moment and, like, yes, this is a hard trial. Like, what I talked about this, like, at the very beginning of the podcast, mm-hmm. I'm having a really hard time right now with my living situation, but finding the thankfulness and understanding and addressing that this is a trial and this is something that I'm learning. Yeah, like, this won't be through. your living situation exactly a year from now. Yeah, and, but it's, but being thankful for learning how to live with someone is like that's something that I'm taking and that's the perspective I've taken from this and it's hard but being able to be happy and like look at it in a growth perspective than a hurt perspective that's like how I'll find happiness and that's like my pursuit is like it's hard sometimes I have to lie to myself but like Mm -hmm. for me to find happiness that's like what I have to do yeah we were talk sorry I just had to burp 
Um, but me. we were talking about this earlier, remember? We're like, you were telling me about this, and I was talking about how, like, I try to, like, kind of, like, if I'm in a tense situation, I'm just, like, really stressed out, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, I always think about how one year later, I won't be in this exact same situation. Like, for example, like, with your roommate. Oh, yeah. um, you're with your roommate right now. Um, she's giving you a kind of a hard time. But... Um, in exactly a year from now, she won't be your roommate anymore. Mm -hmm. She can't be your roommate anymore. So mm -hmm. you're free to live with whoever you want, wherever you want. So, yeah, yeah, like that's something to look forward to, you know? So it's not like this situation is gonna like be forever. You're not gonna be stuck with her your entire life. Yeah. So that's an approach that I like to use. Like one, like whenever I'm having something going on, like I'll be like, wait a second exactly a year from now will this be me will i be in these in this in mm -hmm. these in this exact same situation and sometimes it helps and not gonna lie sometimes it doesn't because like sometimes some yeah. things you just can't tell when they're gonna end i think it's a coping mechanism yeah and like for me a lot of the times like my coping mechanism is looking for a new perspective i talk about this so much in all of our episodes because it really changed my life is just lear like learning every type of perspective I could have and maybe it's lying to myself but like learning the all the different types of perspectives and finding a positive one that's like going to like maximize my growth yeah because that's um the top tier is self-actualization self-actualization actualization yeah. and that's like maximizing your growth trying to be the best person you can be and so that I guess that's why I talk about it so much is like finding that perspective mm -hmm. it's hard to find that perspective especially if you're new to it but like learning and looking for that perspective and then grasping it is so fulfilling in like your your trials mm -hmm. and it like really helps and Hum humbling yourself in moments because yeah I lose my cool I'm not perfect I've yelled at people <laughs> a few weeks ago and but like humbling yourself and being able to like bring yourself down and apologizing is like so hard but like yeah it like shows that you have self self-esteem yeah it shows a lot about like being able to like want more than just yelling at people yeah because it would be kind of silly to hold a grudge against someone mm -hmm. and that's like hanging on to your unhappiness and like that's yeah. grasping it and like wanting to hold on to it mm -hmm. out of pride and like if if all we have is pride we're not gonna get anywhere because like I was talking about this when we were um at when we went to Bible study, mm -hmm. I was talking about how, like, my sister would be really mean to me all day, and then my mom would give her ice cream or something. And I was offered the ice cream, but I would, didn't want to eat the ice cream because I felt like she didn't deserve the ice cream because she had been mean to me all day. Mm -hmm. And so I opted out of the ice cream because of my pride, but that was me sacrificing something that I'd enjoyed just because of my pride of, like, thinking that she should have gotten in trouble. I was yeah. trying to make a point when, yeah. in reality, I should have just forgiven her and enjoyed this thing together with her. Yeah, that ties into the fourth part, the esteem part, like mm -hmm. respect, self-esteem, status, recognition. Like, it's important to hold on to who you are. Like, obviously, like, self-respect is knowing your worth mm -hmm. and knowing that you deserve what you deserve. But at the same time, like, you can't be like, I am so awesome. Like, I deserve 
the world, I think that I'm superior to blah, 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 blah. Like that's usually not how it works. Um, you have to like be, you can be the bigger person. It's okay. Like that's part of having self-respect, but not eat. So like that's, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's important to have self-respect, but your ego can be a little less. Like, yeah. don't confuse self-respect, or don't confuse your ego, having an ego, to self-respect. Yeah. Like, don't, you don't want to confuse, yeah, I'm just restating what you're saying. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, your ego is such an important part to you, but you kind of... You need I, to tone it down. You need and, to tone down your ego and understand empathy. Like, I learned a lot of empathy this year, mm-hmm. and I think that was a big contributor to, like, how it changed so much yeah being empathetic and just realizing that people are going through stuff or like the way i think that's more simp- is that sympathetic empathy is being able to feel what other people's feeling. feelings so sympathy is like you can still like sympathy is something nurses need to develop yeah. because they need to feel bad but they cannot yeah they can't get attached because they have to give shots to people and they have to do the nasty yeah. things that reminds me of I was watching Atonement with my friend, and we saw the scene where like this nurse was. This was like taking. This was like taking place in World War Two, I think. And um, basically, this nurse like sees this guy, and she's like treating him, and she's not allowed to sit, tell him her name and stuff like that, just to, like make so that they're not close before he like dies because he's on his deathbed. He's about to die. Is it hospice? Like, it's, like, one of those makeshift things that they had, like, in the World War era where, like, Um, they would have, like, tents where all the soldiers would just, like, be rushed in there, like, if they got injured. So this guy was about to die, and she's having a conversation with him, and she's, like, tearing up, and she's, like, not allowed to say her name to him and all that stuff. But they're, like, having a connection, and then, like, right when he dies, like, she says her name to him, and, like, she's, like, emotional, and then, like, another nurse just walks into the tent and takes him away. I think. I don't know. It's been a while That's since so I've depressing. watched. It's been a while since I've watched um, Atonement, like more like a month, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think I watched it last month, but I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, um, it has, if anybody's interested in watching that, it's a Kira Knightley movie. And as I know, a lot of people love Kira Knightley. Um, you should, you should definitely check it out. Yeah. Oh, also speaking of movies. <laughs> I actually was gonna talk, want, I actually did want to talk about this, and like this is like a perfect segue, so I'm just like gonna go into it. Get but, into it. Um, get into it, yeah. But basically, um, there are some movies that people watch just to make them happy. Like they'll be having like the worst, crappiest day, mm-hmm. and then they'll watch this movie, and then like when they come out of the room watching the movie, or like when they're done watching the movie on their phone or laptop or whatever they're watching it on, they'll be in a much better mood. Like, I feel like watching movies does help. Or, like, watching a happy TV show. Like, for example... Um, a safety TV show? With yeah. Sentiment. Something like a comfort... Like a comfort show or a comfort movie. Or even just something that, like, makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes comfort movies... Like, I know one of my friends said that her comfort movies is Perks of Being a Wallflower. And it's not a particularly happy movie. <laughs> so... Do you want me to share mine? Yes. So, I would when i couldn't do anything and i just like stayed at home i would watch a miraculous ladybug oh my god and i would let it play like all day and my mom would sometimes come in and watch it with me mm-hmm. and eventually it just became our show and we would always watch it together and that's like something that like 
like there's so much sentiment behind it so i like will like to watch it when i miss my mom and the same goes for anne with an e which Mm -hmm. is the anne of green gables book series Uh turned into a show and so me and my mom will always watch it and it's also my aunt's like favorite movie so like i always love to watch and i'm reading this the book series right now Mm -hmm. just because i miss them so like that's like what i go into and they're very happy (laughs) i have two comfort shows that i can think of right now and three comfort movies and three out of these five three i can't not talk today three out of these five things are all disney channel stuff as we know disney channel is amazing so my first show is good luck charlie i used to watch that show like because i used to live in india and like they don't they didn't have like wizards of waverly place and stuff like that they did have a disney channel and they did have like um but they were very like they did have knockoffs of like good luck charlie so basically good luck charlie is my coverage show right and like in india the version of that is called best of luck nikki and so like it's about it's basically like the same storyline to an extent like it's kind of like it follows the same thing but the episodes are like different or like they follow Mm -hmm. different things um so when i came back to the u.s like i think in eighth grade like i would just like go on on demand you all know cable on demand i would just like go on there and watch good luck charlie and i would have a blast Mm -hmm. watching good luck charlie my mom would sometimes watch it with me because she also loves that show so we so come so that's a comfort show i was so sad when they took it off of netflix um but now we temporarily have disney plus so i might watch it and then my second comfort show is actually a Hindi reality TV. Well, it's not, I don't know if it's a reality TV show. It's more like a talk show. It's called Coffee with Karan. So basically like Karan is Karan Johar. He's like a popular um, Bollywood producer slash director guy. And he like just brings actors, like every episode, like he will be like talking to actors and they'll play like rapid fire round games and stuff like that. And that's like, I watch that show with my mom sometimes. Like we haven't watched it in a while, but like whenever we do watch that, like it just gives me so much, it brings so much peace to me in the moment for some reason. Like it's just like, it's just comforting to watch, especially like the oldest, the first season. Um, And so my comfort movies are, the first one is Lemonade Mouth. I love Lemonade Mouth. Everyone loves Lemonade Mouth because every time I rave about Lemonade Mouth, everybody agrees with me and they're like, oh my gosh, like Lemonade Mouth is the best movie ever. For me personally, like um, Mo, the character of Mo, um, helped me feel seen because she was Indian and I'm Indian. So (laughs) that helped me feel seen, just her being Indian. That really made me happy Hmm. and the fact that she was considered like attractive too because like indians in media were like portrayed or like for the longest time they've been portrayed as like smelly or ugly or weird or perverted Hmm. but like for her to be portrayed as like this girl that like two guys have a crush on or two guys like like that was like oh my gosh like so indians are desirable like that's kind of that's kind of nice to know and um the second one is a classic princess protection program it has selena gomez and demi lovato so you know it's one of the best movies out there ever produced ever made ever made period it's so good it's so good yeah they should have won awards they it should have won awards honestly like i'm not even joking like it was amazing (gasps) you're not joking no it was amazing (laughs) it was so good it was like it was like a breakthrough in like children's especially movies. when all the worms fell on her that mm. was like the that was like the best scene i think in the movie i think my favorite one 
was when like she started speaking in French. Mm. <laughs> like that I love, like when they threw all the dresses out the window. Yeah, that movie is just amazing. Like I don't even have to elaborate. Like it's so good. Mm. And wasn't her name like Carter or something? Mm-hmm. Selena and, Gomez, right? And the last movie is also a Bollywood movie so three decoms and then two bollywood related stuff and this movie's called my brother kidulhan i watched it with my cousins in india in like 2019 over the summer and it was it was amazing half of them fell asleep during but it was amazing it was mm-hmm. an amazing experience i've watched this movie like two other times i think so yeah that's my com those are my comfort movies and shows but well, you didn't say what comfort movies you have i don't okay comfort movies the little prince which is a french story mm-hmm. that was turned into a movie and i always listen to the soundtrack when i'm like stressed mm-hmm. um and it's a lot of french music i just think it's very beautiful and also because me and my mom i always told her i was going to buy her plane tickets to paris mm-hmm. and we were going to go on a trip together so i really love that movie um Yeah, that's like my comfort movie, I think. I don't really have a ton of comfort movies. Yeah. It took me a while to come up with them. I'm I'm so big on sentiment. Like I don't think I can relate to things very well unless there's a sentiment behind it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my sentiments come from my mom. So. Mm. Yeah. I do have a movie recommendation for y'all. It's not I mean, mm, I don't know. I mean, it's not like a comfort movie for sure. But it's called The Farewell. It has Aquafina in it and it's like they speak in Chinese I think the entire time. What? Was it Mandarin Chinese? I I don't know. Oh. It's like it's a it's in a I think it's a Hollywood movie. I don't know, but like they speak in Chinese like the entire mm-hmm. um movie and there's like English subtitles obviously. It's on Prime. So if you're interested in checking it out, you definitely should because it's about like this grandma who lives in China who has cancer. But um and Aquafina's character and her family like they live in New York or no they live in America. So Aquafina's family lives in America and um when they get news that the grandma has cancer like they go back but they don't tell the grandma that she has cancer because they don't want her to worry about it but instead they say that they're going to visit her because there's a wedding going on. So they like fake a wedding while the grandma's like suffering with cancer but like she has no idea that she has cancer and so basically like that's what the movie's about like it's a very like lax uh, art house movie i think it's produced by A24 so it's like an actual art house film um you should definitely check it out if you sh- if you can it's amazing it's mm-hmm. on prime <laughs> well, thank you for the movie recommendation you're welcome <laughs> all right do we have any thing closing we'll remarks add? Oh, don't force yourself to be happy. I guess I feel like I just said that oh, really weird. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, totally like if you're you. if you're like having a really bad day and you're like why am I not happy? Why can't I make myself happy? Like you're trying to cheer yourself up and it's not working, mm-hmm. then don't feel bad. It's not a requirement. Being happy is not a requirement. It will make you it's not a <sighs> words. So basically, um it's not a requirement, but it will make your life easier. And if it's like not if it's just like not happening like if it's not coming to you don't force it. Um it's fine. Give yourself I grace. There's like a catharticism to uh, accepting your sadness, mm-hmm. accepting and loving your emotions. So I think it's the beautiful ugly and finding thankfulness for the emotions that you're feeling. Yeah. That's a process in which you can 
allow yourself to feel these emotions and still be thankful for them mm-hmm. is like just understanding like there's tears that come before sunshine and yeah. understanding like there's no way to appreciate things without these feelings without the dark we wouldn't be able to see the yeah. stars i think this is a quote from twilight but other than uh, that it's an amazing quote so yeah, it's, yeah. um it's yeah like basically what i'm saying is don't beat yourself up if you if you can't make yourself happy don't be like is there something wrong with me no there is nothing wrong with you it's perfectly fine sometimes we just have rough patches in life definitely it's normal like, with life. yeah yeah that's definitely just Expect how life is even the happiest person has tears and yeah sadness. like if you look at somebody and you think they look so happy i guarantee you 99.9999999999% of the time they are not they do have something that's going on in their life that's like maybe not tearing them down but they definitely are not like 100% happy with their situation or who they are so just like keep that in mind always and when you see somebody that like looks like they're super content just know that that may not be the case so you should still be nice to people and you should still like just be considerate of people's feelings I guess. Yeah. I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I also want to say thank you for listening to this episode. And um, in two weeks, we'll have another episode out. I am super excited for it. Yeah, we, not going to lie. We don't have any topics we don't picked out yet. We don't have anything picked out just yet. Uh, but we will have a survey on our Instagram, Breakfast Bar Podcasts. And... Yeah, so have a wonderful next two weeks, and we'll see you guys then. Bye. Goodbye.